Daddy, chill. Welcome to another episode of Pints and Stripes. I'm your host, Carlos V. The first round of the Champions League is finished. First three games are done. Three more to go after this. The return legs. And we're facing United this weekend. Let's start off with uh, Liverpool versus Atletico. It was our last game of the uh, the group stage of the first three games. Let me start off by saying you know, the Liverpool players uh, kneeled. And the what reports are coming out saying is the Atletico Ultras were the ones that uh, were booing. Um, it's it's sad to see, honestly. You know, it, it people make it out to you know they try to say that it's it's a political thing that it's a um, uh, you know that they, they, they don't want to see this in the games. But honestly, man, it's 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 a human thing. It's a human thing, and and if players and teams want to do the kneel, you know, in support, I don't see how people can boo it. And they said it was just the ultras, but you know it sounded it sounded very loud. It sounded very loud, and it was very very disappointing when I was hearing it. And I was like, oh, "There's no way I'm hearing this right," and, you know. And later on, after you know, I rewatched the clip. I saw that it, that it was. They say that the uh, you know one of the reasons they were booing is that you know the the ultra, Atletico ultras are very right wing. It's just sad, man. I mean, even two other players uh, kneeled as well. Trippier and Carrasco kneeled. It was uh, it was very sad. Um, to see and i get it you know it, it, there was a player last season as well i don't i can't honestly i don't know if he's kneeling this season but i know last season saha didn't because he believed it just became a pre-match routine where it just became a a thing where everybody kind of did and and it, and it kind of lost its meaning in the in the way so you know they're still getting abused you know every week we still hear you know how there's people being abusive and and still you know saying racial shit to them and whether it be with social media or whether it be in the games. So very sad to see him. Sorry, I'm starting off uh, by this, but it was just something, you know, that, that I feel needed to be said and something that, you know, that I feel like I'm very, you know, passionate about. You know, we all deserve fucking rights, man. This is how they want to support them. You know, we shouldn't fucking boo it, man. It's literally only a couple seconds, you know. It's only a couple seconds and the game gets underway. No need to be doing that shit. Um, but yeah. We started off hot this game. Not going to the uh, sports side of it. We started off very hot. We were first goal Salah scored. Uh, it was deflected by uh, Milner, but they uh, at during the game they kind of gave it to Milner for a second, and then they gave it back to Salah. So uh, it extended his his run to nine consecutive games scoring a goal. Even if even if it was a deflection by uh, Milner, it was a very good. It was a very good uh, play. Salah, you know, took on, <laughs> took out three people on it. So either way, it was it was a good goal. And then Keita, I don't know Keita, man. He Keita is very. Uh, how can I say it? Defensively, he's very. <laughs> I mean, you can tell by the goals that they scored. He's very. He's not that good defensively. I mean, you can see why why we were looking into him. I mean, that goal he scored. The volley was beautiful. It was a beautiful volley, and I think going in the forward, he's he's very well going in the attack. I mean, he kind of scored one kind of similar against uh, Crystal Palace a couple weeks back. So, I mean, attacking-wise, he's very good, but defensively, he's just not as good. 
But, you know, he's scoring this goal. It was his first goal in the Champions League. And it's, just, you know, like I said prior, it's the second goal he scored this season. So, like I said, offensively, he's doing good. He's, he's doing, I guess, enough to, to, what, um, to what we need right now in the midfield. You know, so we were up to zero. Very good game. We were pretty dominant. It looked like we were hungry. I was like, wow, this is, I had predicted a 2-1 score. I was like, wow, this is, I feel like this might be a blowout. But Atletico put in, turn, you know, turned on their gears. And first goal by uh, Griezmann was a, a shot by Koke, which Griezmann deflected inside. There was nothing pretty much that Allison can do. That's how they scored the first one. The second goal, saying talking about Keita's uh, defensive lack of uh, ability. It was definitely displayed in that play. Joao Felix just ran a circle around him, man. He just, Keita was just behind him trying to, trying to do something, but nothing could be done. So Joao Felix just took took him on and passed him. And then it would also, I think this goal was, I want to say uh, it definitely wasn't Van Dyke's fault, but he didn't look good in that play. Um, it kind of seemed like he lost his mark. And Griezmann just, you know, with his speed, he just came in and cut through and, you know, just gave the pass off. I mean, the the shot off across Allison's body. And that's how he scored it. So at that, put it at 2-2. And honestly... We started off hot the first half, and then after the 20th, 25-minute mark, we just went down. And honestly, we needed that half to to uh, to finish because Atletico was just on it. They were they were on it. And Alisson had a good stop. Even prior to the goal, Griezmann missed that one-on-one, and Alisson came up big there. And, you know, he also had one right before the second, before the first half ended, and in the beginning of the second half, Allison was definitely needed this game. And, you know, he, he, he came out clutch. He came out crucial in, in, in this game. And then the red card came. Griezmann literally went from hero to, uh, to getting a red card. It was a very, very silly, silly red card for him to concede, to be honest. There's people defending, saying it shouldn't have been a red because it wasn't malicious. And I get it. And honestly, it wasn't. You can 100% tell it wasn't. There was no ill intent to put a, the, the studs in uh, Firmino's face. But you know what? It's literally what happened. He put his leg up. And even, you know, according to the rules, it's it's any action that's a dangerous manner that can injure a player, even themselves. It's basically what the uh, rule states. So I think it was a very, very easy in a sense to give that red. Um, a couple years back, I remember the, the game we played against City. I think it was 2017 when Mane also got a similar red card where he, you know, put it, had his studs up and got uh, Ederson's face with it. And, you know, Mane also got a straight red and rightfully so. So I think every time it's a, uh, you know, it's a uh, studs up and, you know, somewhere high, it's for me, it's always an automatic red and, and it should, you know, even 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 if it isn't malicious. And then after that, it just, the game got kind of crazy. You know, say what you will about, about uh, Simeone's style of play, which I don't like it. It's very park the bus, very defensive. But you, ha- I mean, he's been a coach there for so long. And he he's a character, man. He's a definitely a passionate character. He knows how to rile up the fans. And not just the fans, the players. Because everything after that, after the red card, you know, every single little foul, they would run up to the ref and run up to the ref. So he 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 gives that same. Uh, sooner or later, you get the same type of personality, I guess. Um, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, as they say. You know, sixty thousand people were there in attendance. Three thousand were Liverpool. So fifty-seven thousand fans were there, and they made it 
made it be known that, hey, this is our house. And they made it tough, man, because uh, it's tough for the referee because you got 57,000 people against you for every little play. And hats off to the ref. He he didn't give in. He he. I still think he did a good job handling the game and marking things as they, uh, as they should. And then Liverpool get a uh, PK obvious pk as well it also never looks to play the ball he I mean, even the, from the camera view you just see he looks right at jota and just knocks him knocks him to the side you know so it was a very easy pk and then later on quote-unquote controversial play was the jota pk that he caused it was the same type of play it was a little bit softer but it was almost the same type of play but the referee i guess saw that it was a little bit more of the theatrics of uh jimenez as soon as he felt the the contact he just he fell. Uh, that's what the ref thought. I honestly thought he was going to give it the way the match was going, The what he had marked before. I honestly thought he was going to mark it, but, you know, it he didn't end up marking it. So the game was 3-2, and then towards the end of the game, Correa had one last chance with the uh, Suarez dummy. But uh, flew it over the bar. It was a very, it was a game that was very what we expected. It was just kind of wild though because you know most of the second half they played with uh, Atletico played with ten men and Atletico actually had more possession in the second half. First half they only had thirty two and in the second half they had forty two percent. And with this game st- extends our uh, consecutive away game uh, scoring three goals to eight games now. <laughs> we've been we've been good. A- away from home as well not just at home both you know domestically and uh internationally in the champions league with this we handed uh, atletico their first home champions league loss in four years the last loss was uh 2-1 against chelsea uh, and then there was a little bit of a buzz towards the end of the game about uh Simeone didn't sh- uh <laughs> shake klopp's hand you can tell klopp being a little sarcastic guy he is he just kind of puts his thumbs up after the game uh, Simeone said it wasn't a snub. He said he never shakes hands in the uh, to their opponents. I guess it's it's well known in Spain that he doesn't do that. You know that he doesn't shake the opponent's hand after the game. You know for reasons of one coach is going to be happier than the other and emotions are running high. But uh, I don't follow the league that much. So I mean if that's just how he is, that's how he is. Like I said, probably he's a very emotional person. Um, you know even Klopp said it. Uh, you know there was that a reporter who tried to. Who try to stir things up and try to try to do things and and Klopp basically put him in his uh put him in his place. We've played three games so far in the Champions League with uh three wins, so three more to go with one more. I think if we uh, win the next game, we're mathematically uh into the next round. So it's gonna be very important that home game against Atletico in a couple weeks in uh November. So now I'll uh, segue to the uh to the derby this Sunday. We're facing uh United. United also coming in, uh, I wouldn't say hot. <laughs> they are coming in off a very good win, though. United came back this uh, Tuesday as well from being, no, sorry, Wednesday, against Atlanta, uh, being down 2-0, and they ended up winning 3-2 again with uh, Ronaldo scoring, of course, Mr. Champions League scoring the winning goal. In the last six games that we've uh, faced each other, there's been... <sighs> sorry, guys. Need to drink the brew in. Probably should have done that earlier. <laughs> We've uh, faced them five times in the Premier League and one cup match. There's only been one game out of the last six that United has won, and that was in the cup match where they beat us 3-2. Three games we have drawn, and then two games, two wins for Liverpool. Last one coming last season at Old Trafford where we beat them 4-2. Will Salah score another one? Make it uh, 10 consecutive games? It'll be... Uh, 
It'll be good to see, man. I, I mean, it'll be. I hope he does. You know, the last two games that he's he's played against United, he scored in both of them in both the cup and the and the um, in the league last season. So I hope he does. I hope he continues it. So I hope he does. And then another, you know, will we score three away goals again? Ah, that one. Ugh. That one's a little tough. That one's honestly a little tough, man, because this game honestly can go one of two ways. One of two ways. It can either be a, a big, you know, dominant Liverpool win like last game where we faced them, where we won 4-2, or it can be a a tough draw, honestly. I, I don't think United have a lot of chances of winning this game the way, you know, the way they've been uh, performing. But, you know, we never know with United. We can never counter now, especially in a in a in a derby match, in a robbery match where where and where, you know, you you put in that extra, extra, extra effort. You you don't you don't want to lose to your your rivals, you know, to your big rivals. If we were to score three goals, you know, United isn't that good in the counter. So that's one of the things that we've been actually really good this season where we've kind of, you know, the last season or two, we kind of based more on the crosses slash possession game going up front this uh this season so far we've looked like the uh 2017 2018 where it's just on our counters we're very we're very clinical in our counter so that would be one of the aspects of which we can definitely get united in in the uh, last five matches that uh united has played only two wins out of them and both of them coming in the uh, champions league 2-1 against Villarreal. And the 3-2 this week. They've drawn against Everton in their last home game. And they lost both to West Ham and Aston Villa 1-0. So in the Premier League, they haven't been doing that well. They haven't won in recent times. But everything can definitely change. And especially in these type of games, you know. And then news are coming out. You know, Thiago's probably not going to play yet again. Still out in, in the uh, injury. So we, we shouldn't expect him to be out. And then Fred and Rashford might be doubtful for the game, which honestly might be, I'm trying to sound fucked up, but might be a blessing for United, man. Might be a blessing. Might be better if he doesn't play. I mean, let's just say it, man. And people always, you see, you see it everywhere. Fred is just not rated. I, honestly, I know I'm not a professional. You know, I'm not managing anybody. United sees something in him, or Ole does obviously and then in the brazilian team they also see something in him so it's either all of us are fucking wrong and then they're right or they're just so adamant about you know playing this player and there's just something about him that that they like and that one aspect they don't care about all the other bad things that the player can do but yeah i mean he's only scored one goal all season and it was in the first game where united beat leeds 5-1 he's these are his stats all right Defensively, he pressures a lot, but doesn't have a good success rate at getting the ball back. So he can't. So he dives in a lot and he does a lot of pressure, but he doesn't win a lot of it. Which is, you know, as a as a, as a defensive midfielder, you definitely need to be a lot better than that. He's ranked 19th in tackles made with only 15th, 34th in interceptions with five. So as a midfielder, that's only in the ranking with the midfielders. So he's, you know, he's he's not as good as. As what probably United think he is, or what maybe they might have saw a couple years back. I mean, I, I don't know. And he's played in, in in out of the eight games this season, he's played in six. So it's not like he's you know he has low numbers or isn't as good because he isn't playing a lot. He's played six games and he started in all of them. So he's he's a starter for United for sure. 
all this came out and talk a little sh- uh, talk a little smack i guess i guess about ole uh basically what he said is that you know he came out in the defense of fred saying that ole doesn't know how to use him that he plays a lot better with brazil than he does at united because uh in the national team they play him more in an advanced role to get more in the attacks in united they play him more as a uh Mid, uh, holding midfielder which he said is not what he he that's not what fred is allegedly and he went on to say that he is a lot better than all of their united midfielders which is not true because i will say pogba on his day man he controls that midfield he is really really good Say what you will, man. I know he has, he definitely has his slumps. He looks a little lazy sometimes. Or you can just tell if he's not his head is not in it, he just doesn't give a fuck. But when he does and he plays the way he know how to play, he still can he's a superstar. Um so the fact that Alves, I know he has to, you know, defend his fellow Brazilian, but there's no way Fred is anywhere times better than Pogba. Even say what you will about uh uh Fernandez, I was about to call him Fernandez. Uh, and it, say what you will about him, man. There's no way that Fred is better than him. So the fact that he's trying to blame the coach and not put any blame on Fred is kind of kind of ridiculous. So that is that. And then the big news this week was Zidane. Zidane to United. That's what uh, Fabricio kind of indicated that if he is offered the job, that he would definitely go. Both him and Conte, but you know, Sedan, they're saying if if he's offered the job, he will definitely take over Ole. There's other reports saying that no, he's waiting for the France international team because that's the one that he wants. But you know, realistically speaking, that job probably isn't gonna be available until after the 2022 World Cup, unless something crazy happens where they just start losing a bunch of games and you know their qualification is in risk, and maybe they'll want to bring somebody else. But honestly, defending champions. Uh, I, I honestly don't see them giving up that uh, coaching gig. So it'll be kind of crazy, man. If if It's almost crazy to think that if United does lose this weekend and if they lose badly, that's what I was saying earlier, this game could go up two ways. If it goes the other way of United uh, Liverpool just dominates and just goes runs all over United, if Liverpool runs all over United, I think that's it. Especially with the reports coming out, you know, that, that Zidane is allegedly... Uh, interested in the job i think ole it might be it might be it for him might be the second time we uh and somebody's uh coaching coaching job at a uh, united you know last one coming with the Mourinho where we beat them uh 3-1 back in Anfield. but i don't know man I, I find it honestly i find it a little disrespectful if it's true that you know sidan came out and said he would he would take the job you know like i said prior that the, there's there's People saying that he's not interested in it. There's people saying that he is interested, that United's interested. But I find it a little disrespectful that it's coming out right now, especially when you still have a coach. If they want the information out, this is what happened. So I'm, I feel United wanted this information out where they want the fans to be like, hey, dude, you also got to put pressure because if, if Ole loses this weekend, there'll be the pressure from the fans and the players. You know, they'll be like, hey, man, you know what? If Sidan is really out there and he really wants a job, why are we still, you know, with Ole? I mean, he's probably given everything that he can. Ole has had the only thing he doesn't have is a midfielder or two. But he's I mean, he got Ronaldo this season and he's he, you know, Fernandez has been 
really good for them ever since he came in. So it's not like he doesn't have players. It's not like he's, you know, doesn't have a good team. So I think, you know, if you if Liverpool beats them, they'll for sure probably be the end of, of Ole. And uh, it might be, you know, as soon as Monday, you know, they'll just be like, yep, that's it. You're done. Bring in Zidane in next weekend. Hopefully uh, do something a little bit better. So that's all I have for you today. So I hope you uh, guys enjoyed. Remember, you guys can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So thank you very much, and I uh, hope to see you guys next time.